help me thank God for our choir. Come on, help me thank God for our praise team, our media ministry. Oh, it's so wonderful to be reminded of just how good God is. Has God been faithful? Has God been faithful in anyone's life? I got a few people who know that God is still on the throne and he is good. So good to see each of you on today. And for those who are worshiping with us online, thank you so much for connecting. Together we worship the Lord. We turn our attention to him because as the body of Christ, God says that we are essential. Uh, let me, does this thing working today, Lee? I, I, I don't know. Uh, as the body of Christ, we're essential. We are essential because the world needs the light of the gospel to be shined throughout the world. And God said that he was going to have his light rest within the church, that the church ought to shine light through the darkness, which makes us essential in this dark time. So I want to just tell you, as Christ said, let your light shine. Anybody shining their light today? I see a few folk out there. We need to let our light shine. And this is really what is the thrust of why we gather. We gather in this place that we might be equipped, that we might be tooled to be able to go out and be a blessing to those throughout the world. That every place God sends us is an assignment for us to represent him to those who are around us. I hope you caught that. Every place we go that God sends us is God sending us on an assignment that wherever we go, we represent him, and that's how we shine our light as the body of Christ. And today we want to continue in our journey through God's word as we understand uh, the, what is so essential about us gathering together, because together we come to understand that when God has brought us into his family, he's brought us into his family because he welcomes us to know him. That God allows us, welcomes us to know him, and in knowing him, we grow in our relationship with him. And Nisha, on this Sunday, we want to not stop there with our knowledge of him and, and our uh, going deeper in relationship with him, but we want to go out into the world with him to help compel others to know him. This is time for us. To get to work. And when you were coming in, you were blessed with cards. I hope you got your invite cards because in a moment we'll talk about those, how we want you to, to use those to help others to connect with Christ. But in our journey together, I invite you to join me in that fourth chapter of Matthew. Fourth chapter of Matthew is where our message for the morning is coming from. Turn on your Bibles, click on your Bibles, uh, and find, find Matthew, the fourth chapter. For there, in the fourth chapter of Matthew, our Savior, Jesus Christ, God in flesh, has come to earth, and he is now beginning what we uh, call his earthly ministry. And we pick up where he is walking through, the, through Galilee. And we want to begin our reading at the, at the 18th verse. At the 18th verse of the fourth chapter. Jesus calls his first disciples. Look at the word of God. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you 
fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. For emphasis, let's be reminded of Christ's words in the 19th verse. Christ said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Christ says, follow me. Father, we're so humbled to be in your presence. And we thank you that the Holy Spirit is within us and you've guided us as we strive to worship you and strive to glorify you through our lives. Now we ask that you would speak to us, that you'd make our hearts receptive soil for the seed of your word. Father, that our attention would be so directed towards you, so inclined that, that we would follow you at every step, in every season, at every assignment that you've called us to. That you would make us to be what you purposed us to be, fishers of men. So help us through your word is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I remember like it was it was yesterday. Uh, we, we had made it through an excruciating journey uh, where we negotiated travel, um, evacuating from our homes, uh, escaping the impending uh, devastation and saturation of floodwaters into the city we love. Bell, I remember it was yesterday because it reminds me of God's faithfulness that you were just singing about because there we were. We, we were making our way. And when we arrived here in Texas, uh, it was uh, such a a transition for us, really an untimely departure. We had a limited amount of luggage and, and we were, I did all the driving now that I think about that. And, 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 and we got to this, this place where we were going to the much-needed supplies. Brother Al, we went in, in Gulfgate, and there we were uh, shopping in, in Gulfgate. And, and I, I remember because I was, I was tired. I was tired, Shannon. I, I, was, I was hungry. Um, and did I tell you we had two toddlers and a six-month-old in tow? We were shopping with two toddlers and a six-month-old, and I might add, a dog in the truck. And there we were. We, we had gathered all that we needed. It was in two basketfuls. I, I remember, Lori, as we were making our way to, to make that purchase, uh, there we were. Um, I was tired. I was, uh, I've gotten to the point that I was impatient. Don't judge me because if you're like me, anytime you go into a shopping area, you get tired. Uh, and so there we were. We, we, were, we were shopping, and, and we stood in line. And I do what I normally do, Tom, when I'm in line. I, 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 we're in the aisle, but something in me causes me to pan all the other aisles. 
to see if there's any IRA that would allow me for a quicker transaction. So there were, Kiana was in one aisle with, with all the kids, and, and, and I did what I normally do because I'm tired, I'm hungry, and I'm impatient. And I'm looking for the other aisle, the shorter aisle, looking for a cashier that says nobody's in line here to, to come here. And guess what? I found it. Don't judge me. Some of y'all just like me. And so I, I ran there to that aisle uh, to get an aisle. And then I beckoned Kiana to come with the kids in tow. Uh, and, and something happened because somebody was missing. See, unbeknownst to me, uh, our second oldest had, had, when I left, had ran to be with me. But in my hurried agenda, I didn't know he was pursuing me. And when Kiana got to me, I thought he was with her. She thought he was with me. And he was gone. Time stopped. There we were in a sea of people shopping sets, but, but he was missing. I hurriedly ran to every door because I, 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 something came over me. I, I, I figured I could commandeer the entire Curtis, the entire shopping center. Everybody stop. Everybody come and help as we strive to find our child who is missing. As I recall, a lot of people weren't, weren't on board with, with looking for what we thought was important. Time had gone on, and, and, and finally, I see him, Lori, I, I, I see him being carried, Virgil, by somebody I didn't know. So I ran, and I, I grabbed him in the safety of my arms, and I, I brought him, I led him back to the family. Because in that moment, get this, in that moment, I wasn't hungry, I wasn't tired. Uh, in that moment, I wasn't impatient. What mattered most to me was to find my loved one who was missing. <sighs> in, a, in, in, in an even greater sense, there are a lot of loved ones who are missing from the body of Christ. There are a lot of loved ones who, who God loves we know he loves, uh, and they're missing. Anytime I see an empty seat, uh, they, uh, it reminds me that they're, they're missing from among us. And Jesus, in his love for us, came to earth to seek and to save that which was lost. I hope you catch this. Because God did not want his creation to continue outside of a relationship with him because humanity had gotten lost in the sea of sinfulness. And because of that, our relationship with God was a breach. Hold on. God stopped everything in eternity. He himself came down to earth to find us, to, to live and die for us, resurrected for us with all power. Jesus came looking us. I want to press this claim because not only was it Jesus' mission to seek and find us, Jesus has given that mission to us to join him in his mission to seek others 
for him. Are you with me in this place? We see Jesus in the text. And the Bible tells us that Jesus is uh, walking near the sea of Galilee. I I love this. He is walking. He is, Heather, progressing. And as he is moving throughout the fertile coast of Galilee, the Bible says he sees two brothers. And I want you to, uh, to walk with me here. He, Jesus, God in flesh, our Redeemer, our Savior, has come and now he models for us what he's calling us to. And as he is walking along the Sea of Galilee, don't miss this, he is not caught up with the beauty of the topography. He is not caught up with the beauty of the scenery. Don't get me wrong, the Sea of Galilee is truly beautiful. It is the the greenest portion, if you would, uh, in Israel. It's, It's known as the most fertile ground. But when Jesus walked on the seashore of Galilee, what caught his attention was not the vegetation. I got a picture of, of Galilee. We have, we have a picture up we, we can show you. Uh, um, it, it wasn't the, the snow-capped mountains of, of Lebanon that, that caught his attention. It wasn't the, the booming commerce of the lakeside uh, fishing community that caught his attention. Look at the text closely. But the text says that when Jesus was walking near the Sea of Galilee, he saw people. He wasn't distracted by everything else to the degree that he didn't see people. He saw Andrew and his brother. He saw them casting their nets, for they, the text says, were fishermen. He he saw them. He didn't just casually observe them. He, he didn't just glance and then ignore them. No, no, he, he saw them. He saw where they were. He saw what they were doing, and he sought to engage them. I hope you catch this. He's walking on the Sea of Galilee, and, and he, he sought to engage them. And as he is engaging them, our Savior then says to them, follow me. That's that invitation he gives them. Follow me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. I hope you see in this text and in this context how much God cares about people. God cares about people so much that he himself came in the person of Jesus Christ to save people. And when he came, he didn't ignore people. He saw people. I got someone in here. You know the text because God loves us so much that John 3.16 says, For God so loved the I got some Bible readers that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Anytime you read Jesus' name in the text, you ought to see God's search and rescue mission on board. Anytime you see his name, you ought to see that that's God's love, that God loved me so much that he came to be where I am because he saw where I I was and loved it too much to let me stay what I was in. 
Ah, I hope you get this. So, so, so he, he models for us here. He, 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 he models for us here. He, he sees them. He speaks to them. He invites them to follow him. The wording of the text really speaks to proximity. When you see it, Lee, uh, it says that Jesus said to them. You keep on reading, the, the same similar scene happens to the sons of Zebedee, but when he sees the sons of Zebedee, he calls to them. When he speaks to Andrew and Peter, he said to them, he got close to them. He got where they were, and he spoke to them. Look at the intentionality of our Savior in the text. That we are, are so important to him, they were so important to him that Jesus, if he had to get wet, he walked in the water to get to them. He had to get dirty, he, he, he walked there to get to them and he invited them to come with him. Ah. Andrew, the text says, and his brother were there casting nets. Saints of God, I hope you understand that what matters most to God should matter most to God's people. That people matter to God. All people matter to God. So all people ought to matter to God's people. To the degree that we don't ignore people. But as we accept the invitation of our Savior to follow him, we see people. Because people need to know what God has allowed us to know. And that's Jesus saves. Anybody here know Jesus saves? Anybody here glad that Jesus saves? Anybody celebrate the fact that Jesus saved you? Well, then there are those out there who don't know what you know, and we have to be willing to go and share with them what we know, and that is that Jesus still, oh, he still saves. Uh, Peter, where are you, Peter? Uh, Peter, is Henry here? Come, in, come on up here, Peter. Come on up here, Peter. Y'all give Peter a hand. For, give, give Peter a hand where he comes. You may not know Peter. Come, come on up here, Peter. As Peter comes, I want you to understand that, that God grants us, God grants his followers the ability to go for him. And God, grab that mic, Peter. Uh, grab that mic right there, man. Uh, and, and God not only grants us the ability to go for him, if we do not, if we fail to follow him, then there are others who will not be able to know him. I don't know if you know Peter. Come on, come on, Peter's all right, man. This is, look at this beautiful crowd. This, this is how they look. This is how they, this is, they, they're smiling at you. They're good people. Now, now Peter, uh, this is going to be a brief, brief interview, Peter. Uh, uh, you, you're not always, you haven't always been here, have you? I've been here the longest. Well, you got to hold the mic, though. You got to hold the mic. Go to, hold the mic. Go to the mic. Go, go ahead and talk in it. <laughs> I've been here the longest. You've been here the longest. Yeah. Out, out of all the staff, Peter, you've been here, you've been here the longest. 21 years. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so Peter is the senior on the staff. <laughs> Peter's been here for 21 years. But Peter, you weren't born a member of this church. Uh, say that again? You, you didn't grow up in this church. No. No, 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 no. Something had to happen for you to get to. Yes, to get here. To get here. Yeah. So something happened. Why don't you t- tell us, how, how did you get here? Okay, I, uh, my uncle, Henry K. Clark, he's one of the oldest members here too, but he's not here today. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Your Henry, uncle, Henry, Henry Kekula. Henry Kekula yeah. is the, one, among the oldest members yeah. of the church. Yes. He, he's been a part of the church. He's part of the church. Yeah, he's been a part of the church for, mm-hmm. for, 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 I think, nearly 20, 20 maybe 30 years. He, he's been probably 25, 25 yeah, years. 25, 26. Mm-hmm. 26 years. Yeah, Peter's been, Peter, Uncle Henry has been a part of this church. This church, yeah. And so how did that lead to you being a part of? Well, when he sent for all from Africa from the uh, brutal uh, civil war that lasted for 14 years in Liberia, mm-hmm. uh, we got here. So every time I sit in the yard, you know, when the uh, passenger plane flying, I mean, probably going to Bush Airport or leaving, I'll be scared and running because from the uh, from what I went through that way. He said, "No, it's okay, it's okay." Mm. So one day he said, "Well, I have a church. We need to go to church." Mm. I said, "Okay." So. That he brought, that how he brought me over here, and when he brought me, just the family, they are good people, they are nice people. Yeah. Every time I come to church, uh, Sunday school, what do you need? You need help? You need help? I say, wait a minute. Every time I come, they will always ask me. So one day I went to Greta. I said, Greta, can I say something? Mm. Greta said, Oh, okay, yeah, Peter. I said, oh. Every time you ask me. You need help, you need help. I will not always need help from you. I say, uh, if a man need a fish and come to you every day, providing a, a fish, go and cook. The next day come back, what should you do? Taking to Walmart, getting a fishing, uh, a fishing line, taking to the river, teaching how to fish, then never ever. She said, what do you mean about that? Find me a job. <laughs> yeah, I said, find me a job. Yeah. He said, oh, really, you want to work? I said, I said, yes, man, I want to work. Yeah. And this is how I got here mm. up to mm. now. Yep. Come on, help me thank God for Peter. Yeah. Thank you so much, thank Peter. You. I appreciate that, <laughs> thank man. You. Thank you for sharing your testimony. Uh, thank you. I, I hope you caught it, you all. Uh, Peter was led to the church by his uncle. A result of his uncle being intentional to lead Peter to the church he was able to overcome some fears that he came with, realize a community that he could fall in love with, and till this day is a part of the church and now works for the church. I hope you get this. That, that when, when, when God calls us to be fishers of men, he wants us to start with the people that he has around us. You ever wonder why God has called you to be in the family you've been in? I mean, don't look at them right now, because so, sometimes you don't look at them like a Christian ought to look at family members. But, but God, God calls us to follow him, and as we follow him, he enables us to lead others to him because they know us. Uh, 
See, when he says, follow me, when he tells that uh, to, to Andrew and Simon, what he's saying, uh, in essence, is that, is that he will be with us. And Jesus provides us the, the ministry of his presence. That the, when we are committed as the body of Christ to following him, we're sensitive to where God is working. We live with that sensitivity that God is at work and he wants to use us to lead others to know him. That perhaps there'll be other testimonies of you leading someone. I, I keep saying that word leading, not just inviting, not just, not just telling them where you worship, but bringing them to worship with you. That 25 years later, they could tell you, tell a story about you and how God used you to lead them. Jesus tells the disciples, Follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. Jesus provides us the ministry of his presence when we follow him. And listen, the reason why we, we follow him, because not only does he provide us the ministry of his presence, but, but, but Jesus gives us the message of repentance, that we have the good news, that we know if you've experienced the love of God, if you really experience the, the relief that comes in knowing that your sinfulness is forgiven, the release of knowing that you no longer have to drag guilt around and, and, and pain and, and hopelessness, when you get connected to God and you really realize what the abundant life of God is like and you live in that liberty to know that God loves you, then you're able to go out to others and share with them how much God cares and how much God loves he tells the disciples, follow me. He tells us as disciples, follow me. And this is a mandate, saints of God. Because following him means we do what he did. Following him means we go where he leads us to go. And everywhere you go, if you are a believer of Christ, is an assignment by God that you represent him wherever you are. In the grocery store line, do you represent him? At work, do you represent him? In your life group, do you represent him? When your cranky co-worker comes to work on Monday, in your response, do you represent him? When we come in worship and others who are here for the first time and they see us, do we represent him? God is calling us to follow him. And I'm just checking who in here uh, is willing enough to follow. Who, who in here, who at home, you're, you're willing enough, to, you're willing to, to follow him, to go where God is calling you to go. Let me give you a warning here. Because following him is not always comfortable. Uh, following him is, is not always easy. Following him is not always the easiest thing to do, but he still calls us to follow him. How do we do that? Well, Jesus models for us what I call relevance in ministry. Look back at the text with me, because what you see here is that Jesus intentionally sought them out, that Jesus engages them where they are. He tells them, I will make you to be Fishers of men. I, I, I tried that. Any, anybody tried fishing? Anybody here is a fisherman? 
I'm looking at Lee. I'm like, oh, all the fishermen on this side. Well, I'm going to pray because that wasn't a rhetorical question. Um, if you're following God, there you go, Eli. You're supposed to be a fisher of men. All of us in here ought to be fishermen. I, I, I tried that, Lee. You, you understand. I, I, every now and then I, I go and, and I, I, go, I go fishing. I do. Don't believe what my family tells you. I, I, I go fishing. And, and one thing I know about fishing is that you have to prepare to fish. You have to prepare to fish. You have to get the right equipment to fish with. And then you have to be willing to go because you can prepare to fish all day long until you go fishing, you're not a fisherman. Hold on, walk with me for a moment. Uh, and so many times I prepare to fish and I go fishing. And when I go fishing, Sometimes, I don't always, Eli, come back with what I went there for. No, 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 that's, that's not a good thing. Uh, I go fishing, but I don't always catch when I go fishing. Nobody's going to testify to that. That's been your experience. But I, but I want to talk to you spiritually for a moment because sometimes we, we, feel, we feel rejected when we go. And how can I share with somebody what Christ has done? What, what, what if they reject the message? What if they don't, they, don't, they don't really follow through with the outcome that I'm hoping that they will, they, they will come with? What if they tell me that, that they want to discuss religion? They don't want to discuss Christianity. What am I to do? I, I, I mean, do I feel like a failure or do I fear the rejection? Come here, saints of God. Uh, God is calling us to fear individuals leaving this earth without his forgiveness more than we fear their rejection of us. And there are times when you'll go and people won't always accept it, but you're in good company. Because in Mark, Jesus Christ engaged a young man uh, with the gospel, told him to follow him. And that young man turned away and walked away sorrowful from Jesus. But Jesus still came. Jesus still taught. Jesus still shared. And the believers in Christ, we ought to still go. We ought to still teach. We ought to still share. And if they say no, guess what? You got to have a fisherman's faith. Because if you're really a fisherman, you keep on fishing even when you don't catch. I'm trying to tell you the truth in here. And so we've given you some equipment to fish with. We've given you some cards uh, at the door that you can fish with. When you go out and, and, you, and the Holy Spirit places upon you someone who's in your path, who's your assignment, you have some invite cards that if you have nothing else to say, make sure this Sunday you equip yourself with some invite cards that say, join me at CFBC and at least extend an invite card to them. Because... If we're not fishing, then we're not following. And Christ says that believers are to follow him. That saints of God, we would understand that what matters most to God is what should matter most to us. It begins with us preparing to being willing to go out. In fact, I'm going to actually stand all over the building because part of preparing is praying. It's, it's seeking. And you'll have those two cards as you make your way to your next destination to invite others to come 
and join you. You also have a card, an app to, to help make it easier for you to tell others how they too can know the God that you know. We call it the three circles. Because someone who's in your family, someone who you work with, someone in your community needs to know that, that God designed us to be in relationship with him. He desires for us to be in a relationship with him. And sin is what breaks that relationship. So Jesus comes with the good news that when we accept him, we're brought back into relationship with Jesus, with God, with Jesus, through Jesus Christ. That's what he wants to use us to share with others. So would you join me now in praying? Would you join me now in praying now for, for the next person you will engage? In fact, I'm asking our prayer partners to come down quickly as we call the house to prayer. Begin to pray for that family member you know who needs to know the God that you know. Pray for that loved one that God can use you to lead them to him. Pray for God to use you. For Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you and we pray to you, God, asking that you would equip us, that you would enable us to lead others to you, that we might be fishers of men, that we, we don't ignore, we don't just walk past those opportunities, but we leverage every platform you give us to help others to see the reality of you, the reality of your love, the reality of your grace, that they too might be turned to you. Help us that we too might grow in our relationship with you and know you as our cornerstone. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforce.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus, in person, on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.